You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. Hey, Michael. Oh, you want to start it off. Okay. You can start it off. Go ahead. Okay. I'll, I'll hold it. <laughs> like a good poop. Uh, I don't hold a good poop. You let a good poop out. No, no. Sometimes you got to just, you know, just let it, oh my God. Let it stew. And if you're still listening to this podcast, I'm Andre Pru from underwinereview.ca. I'm Michael Pingus of michaelpinguswinereview.com. Here's Andre and I talk a lot off the microphone. Well, and we touched on what we want to talk about at the end of the last podcast where we just drank a bunch of wine and started rambling. Correct. And I still, I'm still reeling... From my visit to Tokolan and Robert Mondavi, I know, I know. You but, always keep like saying. You, I think you just like saying the word "mindfuck," but 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 here's the thing, though: is I've had I've had my um, my notion of value rocked to its core, and I, I I would just like to discuss it with you a little bit more because, to be honest, I am in awe of your cellar, and we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast that you have a fantastic cellar with a lot of wine, but none of it is expensive. No. And That'll we've we've opened some fantastic bottles, none of which uh, the odd one has cost a little bit more. But I mean, let's face it: the average price in your cellar is under twenty dollars. I would I would say uh, yeah, uh, twenty five twenty five because in recent years I've been spending more. But I mean, yeah, yeah. And we were talking about sort of uh, an entry level because we talked a little bit about how you were spending ten dollars when you first started building your Correct. cellar because I could. And, and we talked. There was more about, available, and, and it is a bit of a problem in Ontario. And I, I noticed that when I was doing my weekly wine segment on News Talk 1010, because I fe- featured nothing but Ontario wine when I had that weekly segment, and I was reviewing wines that cost fifteen dollars, generally between fifteen and twenty dollars. But the odd listener would complain that the wines I was reviewing were too expensive, and it is a problem in the province of Ontario that you will never find a great VQA bottle of wine for eight or nine dollars, and. Wineries of Ontario that are listening to this, if you've got a great eight or nine dollar VQA bottle of wine, send it to me. Uh, you know where to find me. You know Andre at AndreWineReview.ca. I would love to taste it. Look, I, I'm just, I'm, I want to just throw this out to the listeners right now. If you are buying a bottle of wine that you believe is Canadian or Ontario, that is ten dollars or eleven dollars, it's not. It's called Product of Canada. It's an international and Canadian blend. It is not 100% VQA. It is a blend of somewhere else and some Ontario. And, I just and, want to and, get that out there. Because and, some people believe that those bottles are Canadian product, and they are I know not. Most they are people, made here. Most people not. listening to this podcast are aware of labeling and what VQA means. But it is all criticism of the VQA aside. It is why that designation on the bottle is so important to the consumer. If it says VQA on it, it means it's 100% Canadian. It's 100% Correct. Ontario, or if it's from BC, it's 100% BC grapes. And, and, and you very rarely, although I can I can now clearly in my head tell you that Henry of Pelham's Pinot Grigio 2017 is 12.95. Okay. That's the lowest price VQA wine that I can think of well, right Pinot at this Island moment. has some that are around there too, but... I'm not talking about good wine. I'm talking about great wine. Because at the end of the podcast, I waxed poetic about the Vinelands, the Chateau des Charmes, the Pelee Island, the Trias, the Peller. Uh, and they occupy a very important place because bargain wines are important. Great bargain wines are are important. Correct. And um, I think everybody's looking for a great bargain. Everybody is looking 
for a bottle of wine that is going to over deliver and you were telling me about a, a variety of wines that over deliver and one of the ones that sticks in my head is something I did not too long ago with some friends I had over okay um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give a big shout out to Flat Rock here and Andre, it hurts my heart to talk uh, talk about Chardonnay. No, I'll, this I'll, I'll be kind about this because let's, let's, here we fa- go. let's face it, this wine is is fucking epic. You're about to talk about, but there's there's two. So, 2016, great vintage in Ontario. Yes, look, we can make Chardonnay in any vintage just because it's that kind of it's it's a grape that that likes likes wet, likes cool, likes hot. Oh, Michael, we can do things with keep it. Keep talking dirty to me. It's like I'm stroking them. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... You're talking my language. Here's what I did. I had oh, some keep going. friends over, and I poured the 2016 Flat Rock Chardonnay. I'm going to need a cigarette after this. Versus the Rusty Shed Chardonnay 2016. Smoking's bad for you, but I mean, this is like porn right now. This, these are probably two of the best value wines in the province right now. Let me take one to the end zone for the extra point. The Rusty Shed 2016 is one of the best Chardonnays in the LCBO right now at any price from any region. Very well could be. But we haven't even said the price. The 16 Chardonnay is $20. Yes, it is. And the Rusty Shed is another 5 bucks, isn't it? Twenty four ninety five. Oh, no, it's 26 26 Okay, so an extra... Six dollars. It's still well under thirty dollars, and, and I, I'm sorry that that twenty to thirty dollar price range is still to me value range for top shelf wine. But what you were saying to me was the comparison between because I don't know how many people know this, but California rules the Ontario market. Yeah, I don't know if you realize that. But California sells a shitload of wine in Ontario, and they love us for it. But And we love California, for the record. Yes. Uh, as everyone who's been listening to this podcast for the past three months has heard, I haven't been able to shut up about my trip to Mandavi. I, look, people Which, have. by the way, they have not sent us any money for the advertising no. on the podcast. It was just a revelation to yeah. me. But, look, people ask me what one of my favorite grapes is. I'll, I'm... Uh, right out there. I love Zinfandel. And yep. There's really only one place you can get Zinfandel from. Yes. You can get it from Ativo from Italy. But Zinfandel comes from California and not the pink stuff. That's not real wine. The big, red, heavy, barbecue-ready wines, then I just just eat those up. I don't want them sweet. I want I want some depth of character. And you have to pay a pretty penny to get that kind of depth. Yes. You can buy a $20 Zinfandel that's just a sweet goopy mess with a couple of exceptions i'm gonna tip my hat to ravenswood yes ravenswood uh they take their zinfandel seriously no in all categories uh, klein also does a great job yep. uh, but, and easton but you're, you're still gonna pay mostly over 20 dollars for those kind of great wines yeah but what you said to me i'm gonna let you say it well it's I think there's a storm coming for California, and I, I hope the people from Wines of California are, are listening to this, because we talked about how Ontario, our entry level is in good hands. Um, so I fall into that age category of the top end of millennials. I was born in 1983. Millennials spend more on wine when they're learning about wine than baby boomers did. 
For a millennial, entry level means spending 20 bucks, and I think California has sort of tuned into it. And that's why we're seeing wines like Apothic and Toasted Head sort of ruling the market, because these are pushing close to 20 bucks. The thing is, we know what good food tastes like. And I know I'm in a bit of a bubble, like I'm married to a chef. Cupcake would be another one of those. 100%. But we're we're dealing with wines that make mouths happy. Like The residual sugar is a little bit higher. But these are mass-produced wines, and uh, I'm, I, you guys can email me the stats if you're working at one of these wineries or if you're the agency, and I'm really sorry, but your wines are kind of shit. Like, like these wines are an embarrassment to what great wines should be in terms of, of, of structure and in, in terms of just being respectful to where the fruit comes from. Now, I'm not usually the, the, the voice of reason when you say things like that. The customer's like that. always right. The customer's right. Look, if you like a Pothic Red, you like Cupcake, and I've met many people and who if you do. want to drive a Dodge Aries K car. But look, those wines have their place. Yes. What I like about them is that they at least start you on the road to liking wine. And if that's the road you're on, then please uh, stay on it. But but here's, here's the issue that I have, though, is these wines start at $20. Correct. So if you're giving me $20... And granted, I, I think if we're talking overarching, the biggest the biggest categories that you can put wines and tastes in are warm climate and cool climate. Because I have a lot of friends who are just like, oh, I love Cabernet Sauvignon. You pour them something from Ontario, and it's just like, this isn't Cab Sauv. Because once you get the heat, once you get that BC heat, that, that California heat, it, it completely changes the animal right. that, yep. that you're dealing with. And I know that's a generalization, but I'm sticking to it. Um, oh, man, I lost my train of thought there. My God, man, where have you been? Look, what you're getting I know, at... I know where I want to get to, but I just don't know how I'm going to get there. What you're getting at is this. Sorry, what, what I guess I, I had well, said sorry, to you... I, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. Oh, he's if, gonna, you, if you give me $20... I was going to give you 20 bucks. Is where if you I was give gonna me go. $20, I will buy you one of the best wines from Ontario that will compete against some of the best wines on the planet. Red or white? Doesn't matter. Okay. Where if you give me $20 to go to the California section... I'm buying something that is mediocre and subpar that from Ontario would cost 12 bucks to be an ICB. So to play devil's advocate, though... Do it. Which sometimes I can do. Done. So does that mean that California has given their wines more value, more value as in, look, you're going to have to pay more, more money for a California wine because we know our value. Does Ontario know its worth? Ontario does know it's worth because we're a new wine region. We don't make a lot of it. And let's face it, Ontario is still shaking a negative image that has somehow managed to creep its way into my generation. As I have told people, there are Ontarians have a long memory. A long memory. There's two things we always remember. One, don't drink don't drink Ontario wine. And two, don't vote NDP. That's really funny. But I see that there's a bit of a storm brewing because as I've said on this podcast, and I'm sure I'm not the only millennial that feels this way, I don't give a shit if my wine's corked because you've convinced me to buy the bottle and shit happens. But I don't want to feel ripped off when I open your bottle of wine. And when someone brings a bottle of Apothic wine to this house, there's a time and a place. I agree with that. Same thing with Yellowtail, but it's Yellowtail the fourth bottle of the only night. costs $12. I don't even mind buying Charles Shaw wines, the two-buck chuck from Trader Joe's, because that's only four bucks a bottle. But in my books... A bottle of two-buck Chuck Cabernet Sauvignon is as good as Apothic Red. And we're being fleeced by California 
for some of the entry-level wines. And once again, I'm sorry if you're the agent, and I'm sorry if you work for Apothic, but these are factory-made wines. Now, the problem that I have here is when the people in my generation, our palates get a little bit more refined and a little bit more educated, and we're looking to spend more money, more money and let's face it, you give me 50 bucks, I can find something from California, I can't find you something from Ontario to compete. That's that's true. Although I know that Adnan Isil would tell you that his wines compete with but, California. But, but that's but that's an exception. Someone like Adnan or Stratus or Two Sisters or Foreign Affair, the people who are aggressively pricing their wines, these are exceptions to the rule where most of the wines in Ontario are priced more conservatively. But if you give me fifty dollars, I can probably find you something from California that will outperform a bottle from Ontario. And I get we're doing warm climate to cool climate. But I can find a $50 value bottle of wine in California for that. Look, people love sweet. They love over-extraction. Yes. The reason that British Columbia, and again, I'm not knocking British Columbia because I fucking love your wines. Yes. But the reason that British Columbia kicks Ontario's ass almost every year, those national championships, be it the Wine Align or the All-Canadian Wine Championships, is because... We don't taste with food. Tasting blind, and you're tasting them, and, and that sweet fruit, that juicy core, yep. those sippable wines that well, and BC I would, I would, is so good at. I would venture as far as to say that the average consumer doesn't give a crap about doing food and wine pairings the way that even you and I would. Uh, I'm about to cook a clam pasta tonight. I've got a bottle of rosé in the freezer I'm looking forward to those going together. I have a bottle of unoaked Chardonnay. Your, your bottle of rosé has 14.5% alcohol. I don't really think it's a rosé, but go ahead. Finish your thought. We'll talk about the rosé on the podcast after you taste it because I know it's awesome. But I also have an unoaked Chardonnay. These are, these are wines where I've been mindful of what food I'm putting on the table, and I recognize that the average consumer likely isn't doing that. And uh, See, that's I know where, that's I know, where you and I differ. And it, I know we're critical of the LCBO, but the Food and Drink magazine is a great way to kind of get a, some direction on where to put food and wine together. But you see, that's where you and I differ okay. completely because yeah. I pick my wine first, whereas your thought, I'm going to make pasta, uh, I'm going to do this, I'm picking my wines I plan to go my, with it. I plan my meals around the wines too. I look see, at I don't what plan I have. anything around the wine. I go, this is what I want to okay. drink, and this is what I'm going to eat. And mm-hmm. if they don't go together, then guess what? I'm you not don't putting them in my mouth. Other than that, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm happy with what I'm drinking, and I'm happy with what I'm eating. The only time that I actually think of any kind of pairing is when I go with ribs that, I, that are either smoked or on the barbecue with lots of that you know, lovely sauce. I'm always, always, always thinking about a heavy Zinfandel. That's what I want I think when about, I do ribs. I think, about, I think about that too, but I also like uh, off-dry Riesling with stuff like that. Get a little bit see, of sweet on sweet. See, no. I don't want anything to do with that. I right. want my Zin with barbecue and barbecue sauce. All right. Let me just form my final arguments here. I just want to make a few points, and I hope it comes through in some of this incoherent rambling. One, I have a lot of love for California. It's like talking to Thomas again. I, it's okay. I'm going to be, I'm gonna be uh, succinct with this. I have a lot of love for California, but I'm sorry. Your entry level is shit, and I really hope that we see some better value-priced wines coming in at the entry level from California. I have to believe that's probably the LCBO's fault, but move on. Uh, number two, Ontario, 20 bucks. You guys are killing it. Uh, let's all enjoy these wines at this price while we can because the price will start to creep up once the rest of the world opens up to how good these wines are. Or just how, how, how much Ontarians are going to start loving their wines 
Eventually. And, and that they can that that right now you can get a bottle of wine for twenty, twenty five dollars, but twenty for sure. Yeah, those wines are now, gonna start creeping up. Number three, regions that I think people need to be crazy excited about are places like Portugal. Spain. Uh, French Accorda in Italy specifically, if we're talking about bargain bottles compared to champagne. They're more money than Ontario Sparkling, which you should be drinking anyways, but cheaper than champagne. So shout out to my French Accordas. I see that. But as I said, Spain is, in my opinion, making some of the best value wines out there. You're looking for under 20. Spain's your place. We got anywhere else to add in there? Chill. You know what? My first love of wine was always chili. I always yeah, love chili. chili for sure, and I don't think those prices are going anywhere. And if you go back to the Quench website, I did a, a panel of Chilean Sauvignon Blanc, and and their reds are great. Too. Like yeah. chili so is just Cabernet like Sauvignon. the great place for for uh, for great reds and uh, like premium wines. The entry level, the entry level at Chile. If you're from California and you're listening to this and you're thinking of starting a winery, taste Chile, and if you can find a way to make the wines at that cost, at that quality. Yeah. I, I would like to see Apothic re- re- erase and replaced with Montez Alpha, which is the same price. Yeah, that's yeah, and dry there farm. That, that, that that's my drop the mic point. There is why buy Apothic when you can get Montez Alpha and get real wine. And the and the reason you don't drop the mic is because they're expensive. Yes, they are. I'm poor. Andre, you want to do the closing? Angry phone calls to me this time Woo! because. Uh, like I said, I have nothing but love for California. Go to AndreWineReview.ca, my I website. drink wine from everywhere. Go to AndreWineReview.ca. I have some great reviews coming out from some really awesome premium wineries. Uh, Tuck Beckstoffer, Dietert, Ridge, recent visits, Comstock. So there. I'm name-dropping to give my love to California after shitting name, on their entry level. You're also name-dropping to make it so hard to tag this one. I just want, I want, I want, I want the people in California to listen to this and encourage the people making the large batch of wines to pull their socks up. We're in good hands in Ontario. Anyways, subscribe to this podcast. All the love to California. Hashtag, and Chile, hashtag and Ontario. And everywhere that's making wine, for God's sakes, thank you for doing it. That's, that's what it's about. Who are you? He's, first of all, Andre Prue of AndreWineReview.ca. I already said that. I'm Michael Pingus of MichaelPingusWineReview.com. I can't believe I have to be apologetic for you this time. Woohoo! Good night! Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.